Heyo, you're listening to Edge Coach Quip, featuring our very own edge coaches and community, dropping knowledge nuggets to fuel your day. Heyo, welcome to Coach Quip. This is episode 90. We're almost at 100. Can't wait. I know, it's cruising along here. And today we are talking about ways to increase your motivation. Well, first up, we have five ways. We're going to give you the first one in the quip. Yes. So the first one, I would say, uh, ways to increase motivation. Well, I guess maybe we should start with this. So why would somebody feel a lack of motivation? Oh, boy. Maybe something with the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> maybe something with the last three years, but also you know, a couple of things that popped up for me were um, maybe having a goal and not achieving it. Yep. So like having a race effort that didn't quite go as planned. Um, for some people, that might flip them into being really motivated to accomplish their next goal. Redemption. Yes. And then on the flip side of that, it can be just total defeat. And so we might feel stagnant or stuck after an, inch, uh, an incident like that. Um, also coming back from injury, right? Coming back into fitness, I think, can feel like a really daunting task to make that climb again, especially if you were up here where, say, a 16-mile long run felt like nothing. Yeah. And then you're back at, at start. It can be... Uh, tough to get that motivation to make that climb again, even though you know the steps that it's, and that it's possible. Similar to that is life changes. So if people have, you know, had a major move, coming back from injury is, is one of those, you know, having a surgery, having a baby, um, all of those things make a goal different. And I think people can lack motivation to start them because things, life looks different right now. Yeah, exactly. So tons of reasons that you might find yourself without motivation. If that is the case and you can't even pinpoint a reason, that is also fine. I think especially right now, it seems like there's so much going on in the world, like you said, just life changes, but also um, circumstance changes, right? Like like we're all adapting to this new post-COVID or almost post-COVID world, and it just looks different. So one of the ways that we think that you can increase your motivation is by setting realistic and attainable goals. Uh, we've done many episodes in the past on goal setting. Uh, we could do many, many more. It's a topic that we should always all come back to every season because we are setting new goals. So it's just a good reminder. But you know, we often talk about setting those big, scary, audacious goals and encouraging our athletes to go after those. But you need to remember, those are great, but that can't be your only goal. You need the steps, the smaller goals, the daily goals, the weekly goals to get you to that big goal. And there's something really motivating about checking off those boxes yep. of a daily goal. I just did before we started this episode. I just <laughs> did my push-ups. We're a little different today. They were kind of a pull-up version. Yeah. But like, I genuinely love, I'm excited. I, I have six days a week of doing it. This is my fourth day in a row. Mm-hmm. I'm pumped. I chose a different way to do it. I got my green check. Let's go. Yeah. So our goals when we are in peak condition or in the middle of a training cycle are going to look different than our goals when we're first starting out or when we're in this sort of rut feeling or lacking motivation. So uh, sometimes it might be the goal of doing what you did. Might Sometimes it might just be putting on your shoes. Yep. It might just be taking that first step. So um, we have to count all of those as wins because that's how, you know, we, we build motivation in the same way that we build fitness is by consistency. I think a lot of times athletes, and I know that we've talked about this between the edge coaches too, they tend to think that like the big goals, you know, like completing an Ironman somehow weighs heavier or weighs more um, in the eyes of themselves and and their coaches than putting on their shoes. Mm -hmm. But we will tell you as coaches, especially if you've gone through a rough patch, 
the day that we see something pop up on Training Peaks that's complete your one mile walk and we know that you've been, you know, maybe it's mental health month, right? You've been depressed and you got moving again. Those are the moments that matter and they're the goals that for us matter the most, way more than any big goal could be. So there is no bigger or smaller thing. They're all equal and the ones that sometimes are the most digestible and the most achievable that you are conquering when you need it most matter the most. Yeah, to put that in another way, you know, based on a past episode that we just did about um, about planning your race schedules, right? So we were talking in that episode about hierarchy of races. So you have your A bit, your A goal yep. is your big goal, but then you have B goals and C goals. Um, you know, we should be thinking about this in in somewhat of a same way. But those C goals, like you said, are as important yeah. as those A goals when we're thinking about building consistency and building motivation. Um, we think about it like a pyramid too, right? The bottom's the C, the middle's the B, and maybe the A's on top. But you can never get an A if you don't have a C, right? There's no way to build on top. You got to get the foundation. That's a clip right there. That's <laughs> <laughs> done. <we're> done. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, yes. So, and I love that analogy of the pyramid, right? Because um, we have to have that foundation, and the foundation is the daily steps that you take. It's it's the stacking bricks, yep. right? So I, I love that analogy. Um, we have four more ways to increase motivation in the bonus miles. Uh, but for now, if you are just sticking around for the quip, make sure that you are setting realistic and attainable goals. If you need help with goal setting, go back into our archive. We've done a couple of episodes in the past about setting smart goals and, and achievable goals. And uh, we can't wait to cheer you on when we see you checking those boxes. Make it go green. <laughs> all right bonus mile so setting achievable goals number one number two developing a workout schedule right i think people shy away from this because our schedules have changed so much but there's so much power in that flexibility as a coach 100 percent initially i was like what the hell is going on right but now people can get really creative with how they fit things in and when they fit things in definitely develop a workout schedule that works for you like for me i know thursday mornings this is where we are you know i start at five i'm on the track i'm now coaching a class and then i have an hour window to fit my run in and i do exactly that then i schedule it on my calendar so nobody can double book me there's no double booking happening because i have it set aside it will help you stay motivated because you can then achieve your your performances and it doesn't have to be a whole hour it could be 20 minutes but making sure that you're putting it in a space that works specifically for you um, is, is really, it's pinnacle in you being able to make things kind of go green and stack the bricks. Um, it also doesn't have to be anything like you've done before, right? I think I used to always believe as an athlete, maybe pre-edge, I have to work out before work or I have to work out after work when I had kind of a normal nine to five job. It wasn't until I started working out at 3 p.m. and I asked our, my boss, you know, can I go down to the gym and use it as, you know, work through my lunch and then do a 3 p.m., 3 to 4 p.m. workout? He's like, absolutely, go for it. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the best workouts I've ever had in my whole life because I figured out where to put it. That was a natural lull in my day. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, I nailed those workouts. Yeah, it felt good. <laughs> Different way to do it. Yeah, and I think for some people who are lacking motivation, putting workouts on a schedule in Training Peaks or Final Surge or whatever you're using, you know, it, it can be daunting, right? Yeah. Because it is something that you have to check off, and if you haven't started to stack those bricks and build that momentum, 
uh, it can be, you know, like I would look at that maybe and go, wow, well, I'm not going to be able to hit that anyway, so maybe I shouldn't do that. So I can see how people on the flip side might think that that's not a good tactic, but the truth is you build that momentum by turning those things green, like you said, and it doesn't have to be the hour. It could be the 20 minutes or even five minutes, right? Yeah. Like starting really, really small depending on where you're at. I have an athlete right now that is coming back into it and I have him doing six days a week, 10 minutes. Yeah. And it's like, you know, walk or run, whatever you can do in 10 minutes, right? Or do 10 minutes of core, here's a 10 minute workout. And he's starting to make them go green and it feels good. Yeah, and then how does that build in week two, week three? It right. scales, right? Yep, yep, yep. You just increase it from there. He still gets cutbacks too, which is nice. <laughs> awesome. Well, another tip that we have is finding an accountability buddy. So accountability buddy or an accountability partner, somebody that can hold you accountable to your goals. So. Uh, we know the power of community and how much better and easier it is to put in work when you are with somebody. Um, as someone who has been in that place of not feeling motivated, I know that that also felt daunting to say like, oh, someone else is going to be waiting for me. That's a lot of responsibility. But on the flip side, that really helps to build the momentum to say like, I'm, I might decide on my own to sleep in and miss that morning workout. But if I know that you're waiting for me at the track, then I'm not going to leave you hanging. Yep, yep. And you're going to be on time. You're not going to dawdle. Yeah. Exactly. So finding a friend, a family member, a workout buddy who can help hold you accountable. And if that means just checking in to say, how'd your workout go today? That is one way to do it. But if it's also, you know, sending a text and showing up and picking a time, meeting and working out together, that's all the better. It doesn't always have to be someone that's perfectly matched either, right? Mm. So like um, we have, you know, an athlete that does very kind of longer runs than most people and she will actually find people to bike with her. And that's really fun because somebody gets to support their teammate, right? Mm. But they're not burning out their legs. And then she gets the support of having not only like someone around, but she now has them carrying boom boxes and, you know, <laughs> all types of things. So it doesn't always have to be like you're my exact pace and we're going out together, it can just be we're showing up and we're both moving, but in different ways. Mm. The same holds true for strength class, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. If I am a cardio whore, if I had a choice, <laughs> I would always go for a run. Ask me what I've done today. I've run twice and I've done, you know, 30 pull-ups. <laughs> Come on. But if I really truly want to show up to strength, I will get someone to do it with me or I will register myself in a class. and. Mm. You know, I have to report to this one if I don't come. And that is built in because it, it is building that accountability of like, no, I'm showing up. You see me. My name's on the list. And it is a way to actually make it happen. Adults, mm -hmm. adults, period. We will always find the easiest possible route. And we will we'll make it we'll make it so that we don't do work. We try to make it so easy, right? Mm -hmm. But building in that accountability really tamps down that proclivity. And that's, it's not being like dark or negative. We're all that way. And having that accountability partner helps kind of circumvent that and build us back up. Yeah, the path of least resistance doesn't really help on your fitness journey usually. So yeah. You have to have some resistance yeah. in terms of your training. So um, that, that's pretty funny. I love that. The path of least resistance <laughs> does not pertain to your fitness journey. No, no. All right, number four, changing up your routine. Don't get bored doing the same thing all the time. I would get bored doing that too. If you had me go out and run five miles every day, every single time, the same pace, I would go bananas. So trying new exercises, trying new classes, 
trying to work out in different locations. It keeps it interesting and it keeps you motivated. At one point, right, I've been doing these daily push-ups forever. Um, I, I wouldn't say I was getting burned out. It only takes me about a minute every day. But I realized that I could work it into my turning around point in a run. So I could run two and a half miles out. And before I knew it, I was doing push-ups in some pretty cool places. And it was fun for me not only to like figure out where I could fit them in, but then also mm-hmm. how I could incorporate it into like, oh yeah, I did I did those right along the water, right? Right on the waterfront. A wave could have washed me away. That was exciting. <laughs> um, but it, it helped kind of give that give that spark. Don't be afraid again to use the rigidity of what we used to do three years ago and what we do now. Mm-hmm. And it will keep things fresher. Yeah, and even switching up, um, you know, I love the switching locations, switching the exercises. You know, I think a lot of us get into that mindset of being like, I'm a runner, I run. Yep. But uh, everybody's an athlete, right? And if you think of yourself more as an athlete than a runner or a cyclist, it opens you up to being able to dip and dabble in different things uh, without like losing your identity. Yeah. And so, you know, yes, you might be a runner, but uh, you know, and, and run road races, but going to trail is a totally different thing. Yep. And it's going to be fresh and exciting. You love going to trail. Um, cycling, you know, hot yoga, like think rock climbing, things that you wouldn't think of as, especially like for triathletes, we have right. multiple sports, but it feels pretty rigid. Uh, going to different things that are fitness related, you know, even going for a long walk. I think switching it up that way can really help you get back into your schedule. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, and then last but not least, I like this one. Reward yourself. So, Treat yourself. Yes, <laughs> celebrate your wins. I mean, as you build motivation, it is literally about uh, just stacking those bricks, like we said. So, so checking it off, building that momentum. You know, like a, a snowball rolling down the hill. We want to be uh, a full snowman by the time we hit the bottom, moving into your training. That analogy probably didn't work very well, but you kind of understand. <laughs> Think about <laughs> how a snow, snowball grows as you roll it, right? Yeah. We're trying to, to build that motivation. So um, make sure that you are celebrating your wins at the end of, you know, wh- one thing that I do when I'm lacking motivation and just sort of in general as I celebrate whatever I'm, I'm doing is um, after I check that box on my training is remind myself that I keep my promises to myself. Yep. So that is like a personal mantra of my goals. If I set a goal, I want to accomplish that. I want to see it through. So even a, a 10 minute walk, you know, if I'm, that's all I can squeeze in and I can check that box. I kept my promise to myself. I did something today to keep that momentum moving forward. Yep. Um, one thing about celebrating those accomplishments is make sure that your reward doesn't contradict whatever your goal is. So if your goal is to gain fitness or change your body composition, maybe celebrating with a glass of wine every night or uh, you know a baked good is probably not in line with what your goals are. That being said, there is a time and a place for uh, going to Dairy Star and getting a big thing of oh, ice cream. 100%. So <laughs> I think we're you know, saying go for it, just not letting that be the only thing you do. Exactly, exactly. But you know uh, things like you had mentioned earlier, taking a bubble bath, right? right? Or or getting a massage, or um, things that will help you that, that feel good, right? That keep you motivated to hit that benchmark again. I love that. I'm like, how how else yeah. can we reward ourselves, right? <laughs> yep. All right, so to recap, we've got five. First is setting achievable goals. You don't need to have the big scary goal to start. Set small achievable chunks. The second one is setting a schedule and sticking to it. Number three, 
find an accountability partner that who is going to show up on the days you don't want to show up and I promise you you're doing the exact same thing for them number four switch it up shake it up switch your schedule switch the exercises uh, add in a little bit of spice to keep yourself motivated and last but not least treat yourself get a reward going when you start to hit these green streaks make it a reward that helps feed into better future growth till next time later thanks for listening to coach quip original music performed by mend follow us online on instagram facebook and twitter at edge athlete lounge our podcast lives in the blog section of our website don't forget to subscribe rate and review this podcast and you can check out the show notes for additional ways to contact us ready set onward we go